Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Sprinkle overnight. Temperatures will be above freezing 34 to 40 degrees overnight with a high temperature tomorrow just shy of 50 degrees. Again, mostly cloudy to cloudy skies expected with a sprinkle in the afternoon. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. Reston now at 38 degrees and some of us falling into the mid and lower 30s. You're listening to WTOP. Washington's news, traffic and weather station. WTOP News. Facts matter. Good evening, I'm Dimitri Sotis. Coming up here on WTOP, breaking news. Multiple reports say the Baltimore Orioles are about to be sold. We'll talk about these new developments with the Baltimore Banner at 9.15. The main suspect in a 12-hour series of shootings and carjackings is dead. There are other new developments to tell you about as well. What's driving D.C. gun violence? Number one reason is personal disputes. I'm Nick Einelli. A deadly crash in D.C. this afternoon involving a child. And it's 9 o'clock here on WTOP. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by O'Reilly Auto Parts. I'm Jennifer Kuyper. President Biden says he has decided how the U.S. will respond to the drone strike that killed three U.S. service members in Jordan, but he did not offer any details. According to Pentagon spokesperson Sabrina Singh. We know that Iran continues to arm, equip, support and train these militias. And they are the ones responsible for these attacks. And that's who are we, we are going to hold accountable uh, when we do respond. An umbrella, an umbrella group of Iran-linked militants has claimed responsibility for last weekend's attack on the military base in Jordan. Army specialists Brianna Moffitt and Kennedy Sanders, two of the U.S. service members killed in the drone strike, have been posthumously promoted to sergeant. William Rivers, also killed, was already a sergeant. CBS's Manuel Bohorka spoke with Sanders' mother. Benita Sanders says her daughter, 24-year-old Army Reserve Sergeant Kennedy Sanders, was set to return home in August. Kennedy was full of life. Sanders was one of three service members killed in the attack along with 23-year-old Brianna Moffitt and 46-year-old William Rivers, all Army reservists at Fort Moore, Georgia. The White House said President Biden spoke to all three families separately to extend his condolences and offer his support. I really felt that he had a sense of compassion. U.S. F-16 fighter jet crashes off the South Korean coast and the pilot was rescued after ejecting from the aircraft. The pilot is said to be awake and in good condition, according to the U.S. Air Force. The cause of the in-flight emergency is unknown and the incident will be thoroughly investigated. The House Homeland Security hearing leading up to a possible vote on impeachment articles against Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas is underway. Homeland Chairman Chairman of the Homeland Security Committee, Mark Green. He is willfully and systematically refused to comply with the laws passed by Congress and breached the trust of Congress and the American people. A vote could come tonight. The New York City Council votes in favor of overriding Mayor Eric Adams' veto of a controversial law affecting police officers. CBS's Matt Piper reports from New York City. The so-called How Many Stops Act requires police officers to document all encounters, recording the race, gender, and age of people they stop in low-level encounters where police ask for information from those who are not necessarily suspected of any crime. While opponents say it will slow down police response times, those in favor say it will provide accountability and prevent racial profiling. Officers also will have to report the reason for the interaction. Puerto Rico, you lovely 
Broadway star and Tony winner Cheetah Rivera has died at 91. Rivera first hit it big in 1957 as Anita in the original production of The West Side Story. She was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom in 2009. This is CBS News. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get the parts and service you need fast from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. 903 on WTOP, Tuesday evening, January 30th, 2024. Resting at 38 degrees, some of us down to almost freezing. Good evening, I'm Dimitri Sotis with the latest on a wild half-day-long crime spree that started in D.C. at about this time last night and ended with a shootout in Prince George's County this morning. The suspect is dead after being shot by police. It follows a series of carjackings the man was accused of, along with shooting and killing a person later identified as Alberto Vasquez Jr. The first person shot in the whole crime spree is identified tonight as Mike Gill. D.C. police say the former member of the D.C. Board of Elections is in very critical condition at this hour. Let's begin our team coverage in D.C. with WTOP's Neil Augenstein. It started at 545 Monday afternoon when a man who'd been sitting nearby got into an occupied car on K Street Northwest. Was in that vehicle for a short period of time during which they discharged a firearm and shot the individual inside of that vehicle. That victim's in critical condition, says Assistant Police Chief Jeffrey Carroll. At 7 last night on 3rd Street Northeast near Gallaudet University, police say the suspect approached two men, shot one then stole the car. The individual that was shot on the scene is pronounced dead. Over the next several hours, the man continued to carjack. 3 a.m., the vehicle that was carjacked out in Prince George's County, a Nissan Rogue drove past an MPD vehicle in the area of 295 near the Blue Plains Water Treatment Facility and shot an MPD cruiser. The officer was not injured. Neil Loggenstein, WTLP News. Now to WTLP's Luke Lukert in Prince George's County where the crimes pre-ended. The suspect in that Nissan Rogue also traveled to Laurel and shot at a Maryland State trooper that was helping a stranded driver on the interstate before speeding away. No one was injured there. A description of the car was sent out to all law enforcement agencies in the area. And at around 4.30 a.m., two new Carrollton officers found that abandoned Nissan Rogue here in the middle of Annapolis Road and began looking for the driver. During their canvas, officers encountered an adult male who walked up to them. During that encounter, this male produced two handguns. Thomas Lester with the Attorney General's office says that's when both officers pulled their guns and shot and killed the man. Neither officer was injured. Since the shooting involves police, the case has been handed over to the AG's office. Both officers are on administrative leave. In Prince George's County, Luke Lukert, WTOP News. Read more about this unusual case at WTOP.com. As we gather more information, we'll bring it to you here on the radio and online. Increasing gun violence has been a persistent problem in the nation's capital in recent years. A new report takes a look at some of the reasons behind the rise. What's driving D.C. gun violence? Number one reason is personal disputes. That's Christy Love, the executive director of the Criminal Justice Coordinating Council, an independent D.C. agency that identifies public safety challenges. The group released a new report showing that certain posts online play a major role. Videos, music videos that are taunting rival neighborhoods, also posts and photos and other types of videos that can be taunting and perpetuating violence. And she says black residents are impacted the most, with about 95 percent of victims and suspects in homicides being black, despite black residents comprising only 46 percent of the overall population in D.C. Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. 
New tonight, a girl is dead after being hit by a car in southeast. It happened just after 4 p.m. at the parking lot of a gas station on Pennsylvania Avenue. Police say the driver of the car stayed at the scene and is cooperating with authorities. Our hearts go out to the family of this juvenile female. If anybody was traveling the 2500 block of Minnesota Avenue at approximately 4 p.m. and you witness anything, please call us. Jerron Hickman, D.C. Police Commander, speaking there. Meantime, another officer, and this one has been on the job for nearly 40 years. He's a police chief, but is now retiring. WTOP's Kate Ryan with that. After 38 years on the job, Montgomery County Police Chief Marcus Jones announced he's retiring effective July 1st. In his announcement, Jones said the timing is right and that he won't be going far. He'll remain active in the community. Jones was named chief in November of 2019 after serving in the department since 1985. Montgomery County Executive Mark Elrich said Jones has served the county during unprecedented times, including the COVID pandemic, the aftermath of the murder of George Floyd, and calls for police reforms. Elrich credited Jones with helping to modernize the department while advocating for his officers. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. Just yesterday, we learned the Alexandria Police Chief Don Hayes is leaving that job to join the federal government. A stretch of the GW Parkway about to get some major changes where you would have less room to drive. The Park Service says it plans to start the initial design work this year for a portion of the parkway in Fairfax County and the neighboring Mount Vernon Trail. Once that work is done, the parkway will be reduced to one southbound travel lane between Mount Vernon and Bellevue Boulevard and one northbound lane between Mount Vernon and Tulane Drive. The Mount Vernon Trail also will be expanded by up to six feet. A full construction schedule and traffic management plan will be released after the initial design work and planning. Still ahead on WTOP, the connection between Starbucks and deadly fighting in Gaza. Stay with us tonight on WTOP at 908. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks. Bob Imler is in the traffic center. Around the Beltway in Maryland and in Virginia, traffic continues to run without delay. Now, I believe they set up a work zone on 270 southbound again tonight. Southbound after Route 85 toward Route 80, getting by a single file to the right. There's no delay there. Northbound lanes are open. And on 95 in the Baltimore-Washington Parkway, traffic continues to run well. 50 to the Bay Bridge without delay. The work pattern in effect for tonight. As you're down to one lane in each direction using the westbound span, eastbound span is closed. Now, in um, Maryland, or I should say in Virginia, on 395 and 95, pace is good and the travel lanes are open. Did have report of a car fire earlier. Westbound Dulles Toll Road at Route 7. If anything is left of that, it should be out of the roadway, and there's certainly no delay there. It's a little bit early for any work zones on 395 and 95, and on 66, none have set up as of yet there. Outbound New York Avenue after North Capitol down to a single lane because of road work tonight. WTOP Traffic Studio is furnished by Regency Furniture. You can finance 60 months now with no money down, not a cent out of pocket. Regency Furniture, affordable, never looked so good. Bob Inler, WTOP Traffic. All right, Bob, let's go to Veronica Johnson. She is 7 News First Alert Chief Meteorologist. Expect overcast skies here this evening. Our temperature is quickly dropping through the 40s, and by morning, we'll be between about 34 and 40 degrees. Overcast skies from our next weather maker will stay that way pretty much throughout the day on Wednesday, and there could be a few sprinkles around the area from time to time. I'm forecasting 45 to 49 degrees for Wednesday afternoon, Thursday afternoon, 
afternoon. Best day out of the week, around 55 degrees with partly sunny to mostly sunny skies. We'll have another low-impact storm for Friday. We'll drop the afternoon temperature to 50 degrees, and there will be a few clouds and some more sprinkles to light showers for Friday morning. Otherwise, beautiful weekend with sunshine and high temperatures around 50 degrees. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Ronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. At the wharf in D.C. 39, National Harbor 39, Sterling 39 degrees, some parts of the area down to about 35, 34 overnight. We're brought to you by Long Fence. Save 25% on decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest. Conditions apply. Go to longfence.com. Money news at 10 and 40 past the hour as we go to Larry Kofsky. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. One month into 2024, and we've already seen a flurry of mass layoffs. Three more were announced today as UPS slashed 12,000 jobs and PayPal cut roughly 2,500. NASDAQ said it would cut hundreds of jobs at recently acquired Adenza. Starbucks has made no official statement about the fighting in Gaza, but many people think it has, leading some to boycott the chain. That hurt sales last quarter, which grew at a weaker-than-expected 5% from a year earlier. Mondelez is the company behind brands including Oreo, Triscuit, Trident, and Cadbury is reporting lower-than-expected quarterly sales. It says consumers cut back on snack purchases and will do so again this year. For the seventh time this year, the Dow stands at an all-time high. But for the broader market, it was a mostly lower session. The Dow climbed 134, the S&P slipped 3, the Nasdaq tumbled 118. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Larry Kofsky on WTOP. Asia-Pacific markets are mostly lower tonight. Tokyo stocks down half a percent. Australia up about half a percent. So a mixed picture of results there. We'll keep uh, following that for you, of course, at 10 and 40. Now, one of the big local stories tonight, and when we say local, we're including our colleagues and friends up in Baltimore here. Because don't forget, before the Nationals came along, the Orioles were the team for the whole DMV as well. It's breaking baseball news with the Baltimore Orioles striking a deal to have that team sold, going away from the Angelos family. Uh, We will uh, check in live with our colleagues at the Baltimore Banner. That's straight ahead on WTOP. Now 912. Have you Googled yourself lately? Are there negative posts from an ex-employee or from a former client? Maybe an outdated news article or sensitive personal information about your family? Search engines don't always get it right. For right or wrong, it's your reputation on the line. That's where Reputation Defender by Norton comes in. One of the most trusted names in online reputation repair. Reputation Defender has been fixing people's search results for over 15 years. Their cutting-edge approaches help you to wipe away unwanted information in your search results. They also promote the good stuff so that it rises to the top, helping you put your best foot forward. Your good name is too valuable to leave to the whims of a Google algorithm. Take control with Reputation Defender. You can start by getting your free Reputation Report Card at reputationdefender.com or call 800-811-4975 to speak to an expert. That's 800-811-4975. Getting your biggest tax refund from Jackson Hewitt can lead to some spirited reactions. Jackson Hewitt, yeah! Jackson Hewitt is so sure that you'll get your biggest refund that if they don't, you get your money back plus 100 bucks. Jackson Hewitt, yeah! And Jackson Hewitt also guarantees the accuracy of your return for life. So don't just sit there. For your biggest refund guaranteed, walk into a Jackson Hewitt today and dance out Jackson Hewitt, yeah! Washington's top news, WTOP. Facts. 
matter. Now 914, I'm Dimitri Sotis. Thanks for being with us tonight. Breaking news on WTOP. The Baltimore Orioles are about to be under new ownership. We're hearing tonight that John Angelos has reached an agreement to sell the team to private equity billionaire and Baltimore native David Rubenstein. Rubenstein is at the head of an investment group that includes Orioles legend Cal Ripken Jr. The deal estimated to be right around $1.7 billion. We take you live tonight to Pamela Wood. She covers Maryland politics and government and more for the Baltimore Banner. And thank you, Pamela, for joining us tonight. Can we talk about David Rubenstein first, who is uh, leading this investment group? What do we know about him? Yes, thanks so much for having me. Big news in Baltimore and for baseball fans. Uh, David Rubenstein is a Baltimore native who's become just incredibly uh, wealthy in the business world. He's also uh, done a lot of philanthropy, and he's been interested in getting into professional sports for some time. He's been linked with the Orioles before sale, and now we're getting word tonight from multiple sources telling us that he is leading a group uh, that's going to buy the Orioles from Angelos family. So uh, what, is, what is the meaning of it? I, I know that uh, unlike here with the Nationals, who are also uh, uh, for sale, uh, the Nationals have not been doing well in getting into the postseason. The Orioles, though, uh, have made the playoffs most recently this, this past season. So there sure is a lot of enthusiasm in Baltimore for the team still. Yes, absolutely. Uh, 2023 was a fantastic year for the Orioles. It was quite a ride for fans in Baltimore. But about the Angelos family. So I think uh, the technical gremlins are getting the best of us here. We're going to try to reconnect with Pamela Wood and and get a good interview out of her. She has a lot of good information to pass along. I'm just not sure we can do it with that particular line. So do stay with us here on WTOP. Some other news tonight. A man was shot this afternoon at DuPont Circle. D.C. police say the man was found in a car at around 4 this afternoon at the intersection of Connecticut Avenue and Q Street Northwest near the north entrance of the DuPont uh, Circle Metro Station. Police say the man was conscious and breathing when he was taken to the hospital. At this time, the detectives are currently on scene investigating, and we do not have any additional information. We ask that anyone that does have any information as to what occurred this evening, they please give us a call. That is Police Commander Nikki Labenhaus with uh, Metropolitan Police in D.C. Stay with us as we get more information. We'll pass it along here on WTOP. A Fairfax County man was sentenced to 100 years in prison this is for stabbing a Target co-worker to death in a parking lot at the store in the Bailey's Crossroads area. 25-year-old Bazin Berhe pleaded guilty in October to first-degree murder in the killing from April of 2021. 58-year-old Hernan Leva was killed. The Washington Post reports that Berhe described it to a judge that it was like a fit of rage that came over him. According to Berhe, then 22 years old, he attacked Leva with knives and a hammer when the victim came to work. And the Post reports on an unusual statement to the judge in Fairfax Circuit Court. Berhe pleaded for a stiff sentence and promised he would behave behind bars while serving a maximum term. Here's a quote. He says, I promise, Your Honor, I won't kill someone again. He added, I will not stab someone. Top stories we're working on on WTOP, a series of shootings and carjackings in D.C. and Prince George's County comes to an end with the suspect shot dead by police. Montgomery County's police chief announced tonight he's retiring. This comes a day after Alexandria's police chief said he's stepping down. How does President Biden plan to respond to the killings of three U.S. soldiers in Jordan? 
Keep it here for full details on these stories in the minutes ahead. Now 918. It's traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks on WTOP. Bob Imler in the traffic center. In Virginia, traffic on 395 and 95 running pretty well for the most part, but I believe we have an incident on one of the ramps at Prince William Parkway in 95. So be alert for that. Traffic is able to get by and under direction. Uh, traffic on 66 is running without delay. There are no work zones set up as of yet in either direction on 66. We're running pretty freely both inside and outside the Beltway. Last night they did set up uh, near the Roslyn Tunnel eastbound. So far, nothing of that nature Yet tonight, around the Beltway in Maryland and Virginia, all is quiet both ways, and traffic continues to run well in Maryland on 95 in the Baltimore-Washington Parkway between the Beltways and southbound 270. Uh, that has a work zone after Route 85 getting by single file to the right uh, without delay. Northbound travel lanes are open, and 50 out to the Bay Bridge also runs well. Gambit Series, the new unmanned combat aircraft from General Atomics Aeronautical Systems, lets U.S. forces move fast and move first. Learn more at UAV.com. Bob Inler, WTOP Traffic. Now let's check in with Veronica Johnson. She's 7 News First Alert Chief Meteorologist. What do we have coming our way for the middle of the week? Uh, for the middle of the week, your Wednesday featuring, hey, some mostly cloudy skies to overcast skies. And there is a chance for a sprinkle or two tomorrow. But you know what? Uh, I'm not going to be carrying my umbrella, just not enough rain. I mean, it's just a few little drops that we're going to get for tomorrow. And another system that will be uh, pretty much sparse with rain as well for the end of the week on Friday. So we've got cloudy skies for the next 24 hours here. Temperatures tomorrow morning, about 34 to 40 degrees. We're safely above freezing. I'm not worried at all about any moisture that could be freezing on contact. It's uh, 34 to 40 degrees for tomorrow morning, and then just shy of 50 degrees for tomorrow afternoon. But again, a lot of clouds. Your pretty day will be Thursday, partly to mostly sunny skies. And also the mildest, too, around 55 degrees for Thursday afternoon. Now, 50s will be coming our way for Friday, for Saturday, and Sunday. This upcoming weekend, lots of sunshine after cold start will be right around freezing each morning saturday and sunday morning but friday is the day where uh, right now it looks as though there could be a few light showers around during the morning hours it's another front that will be quickly making its way through our area all in all without any major storms here coming our way over the next couple of days the weather pattern not too bad and rather quiet 37 degrees currently la plata maryland 36 in western virginia and 39 currently in the district and we're brought to you by Len the Plumber Heating and Air, trusted same-day service, seven days a week. Breaking news on WTOP. Continuing coverage of this developing sports story tonight is the Baltimore Orioles are about to be under new ownership, no longer uh, pretty soon here to be owned by the Angelos family. We're hearing tonight that John Angelos has reached an agreement to sell the team to private equity billionaire and Baltimore native David Rubenstein, who, by the way, just yesterday announced that he's parting ways with his chairmanship of the board at the Kennedy Center. So now we're starting to see the puzzle pieces fall into place. Rubenstein at the uh, head of an investment group that includes Orioles legend Cal Ripken Jr. The deal estimated to be around $1.7 billion. And I believe we've got all technical issues out of the way, and we're bringing in Pamela Wood again. She covers Maryland politics and government and some other matters for the Baltimore Banner. Thanks for your patience, Pamela. Welcome back here. What do we know about about Rubenstein's move here and uh, and who is a part of this investment group that will be buying the Orioles. 
Yeah, uh, Rubenstein is a wealthy businessman. He founded the Carlyle Group, a private equity firm. He's bringing along other investors, including a man named uh, Michael Argo- Ar- Arugetti. Uh He's with uh, Aries Management Corporation. And there's other people involved as well, including, as you mentioned, Cal Ripken Jr., Hall of Fame shortstop for the Baltimore Orioles, which we don't know the extent of his involvement, but certainly that's something that fans are, are going to like to see. We were talking about John Angelos, but it was really uh, Peter Angelos who uh, uh, drove the team and, and owned it uh, for so many uh, decades. Um, I, I'm just seeing from some different podcasts and on social media, some fans, their immediate reaction is, our long nightmare is over. This is great news that it will be out of the hands of the Angelos family. Any word on, on the history there? Why was it that uh, at least some fans were unhappy with the ownership? Yeah, Peter Angelos wasn't always um, popular as the owner. He still is the owner, but he has been in charge for several years as his health has failed him. And his son, John Angelos, has taken charge. Uh, John has uh, really left the baseball to the baseball people and helped engineer. Uh, you know, there were some very dark years for the Orioles, but they they turned it around last year, made the playoffs very exciting. Um, but even so, fans have been calling for a long time for the Angelos family to sell, and it looks like they are getting their wish. What more can you tell us about that, either about the enthusiasm for the team, as you said, unlike our Nationals here, which are really down on the doldrums and also for sale, uh, at least the Orioles have been making some noise in the playoffs. Yes, absolutely. 2023 was a, a really great year for for baseball fans. Very exciting ride. A lot of young players, um, you know, Adley Rutschman, Gunnar Henderson, and a lot of fans now are hoping that maybe with new ownership, they'll sign those young guys to longer term extensions and keep the winning going. We'll see if that's how it plays out. And this is an unfair question because it's all just unfolding now, but any early reaction to the type of owners that these new guys will be? Yeah, well, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, folks are waiting for the word to become official. At this point, we have confirmation from multiple sources who have direct knowledge, but there's been no official announcement from Rubenstein or the Orioles. Uh, wait and see. I, I have to believe that there's going to be a lot of excitement for this. Um, you know, Rubenstein is a smart businessman. He's very wealthy. He does a lot of philanthropy. He's just the kind of person that fits in with MLB owners. And, you know, MLB owners have a meeting next week in Florida. So we'll see if this is discussed or if this is part of the agenda there. Well, you folks in Baltimore just keep making sports news here. I know the uh, Ravens situation didn't turn out exactly like you wanted, but But uh, thank you very much for sharing your reporting tonight and letting us know uh, about this new situation with the Orioles, Pamela. We appreciate hearing from you. Thanks for having me. That's Pamela Wood live on WTOP with the Baltimore Banner with the latest word about the sale of the Orioles. Sports at 25 and 55. And at 925, we continue our sports discussion with what else is happening. Here's Rob Woodfork. All right, we go to uh, college basketball. Two games of local interest kind of went the other way as George Washington shot just 32%, made only 5 of 29 from three-point range in an 83-61 loss to number 21 Dayton. That is the Revs' fourth straight defeat. VCU lost a 67-62 heartbreaker at St. Bonaventure. They blew a 20-point lead, missed multiple tries for the game-tying three-pointer. At the end, the loss ends a five-game win streak overall and their Division I best 11 straight wins in true road games. Up a level, the uh, NBA All-Star Weekend's three-point shootout will be the first NBA versus WNBA competition, pitting 
Steph Curry against Sabrina Ionescu head-to-head. Uh, Sabrina tweeted this afternoon, I'll shoot from the NBA 